You're listening to Consider This, episode 301, for September 21st, 2020. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever, wherever, and whoever you are, you found the award-winning podcast of my conservative commentary in a tiny 10 minutes or less. I'm Doug Payton, and this is Consider This. Thanks for joining me. If you want to join in and get your voice heard here, stop by the website, considerthis.ctpodcasting.com slash feedback. You can find out how to email me, phone me, social media me, or just write what you want on the form on that page. That's CT as in couch tomato. I had some other ideas for this episode that I got from listeners via email, but I read an article about systemic racism, and it stopped me in my tracks. I just had to bring some of its thoughts, and some of mine that it inspired, to you this time out. Off we go. We are told these days that the problem with America is systemic racism. But that phrase, systemic racism, is so broadly defined, or actually mostly undefined, that anything can be blamed on it. If you don't like the outcome, blame the system. When people like George Floyd or Eric Garner die in police custody, blame the system for racism. Even if most of the cops involved are black and the victim is black, you can still blame systemic racism. Because, you see, it's the system, regardless of who's involved, that is to blame. And if the system is to blame, then everyone in the system is to blame. What this leads to is the mantra behind the ACAB signs at Black Lives Matter protests. All cops are best... uh, bad. What this leads to is two cops getting shot while sitting in their cruiser by a gunman who just walked up and shot them. This leads to people cheering on the gunman, because it's the system, and those cops are part of the systemic racism, even if they've never done anything racist. I read an article this week, link is in the show notes, that really puts this into perspective. Comparing a racist system versus racist people or laws that are in a system. The author, Matthew Frank, lays it out by noting that systemic means that something, like racism, is a feature of a particular system. There is no person to blame. It was not designed that way. Instead, the entire system is affected by it. He contrasts this with systematic racism. In this case, it refers to something that is being carried out according to a plan. Slavery was systematic racism. It was purposely designed to keep down a particular race and treat them like property. Jim Crow laws were systematic racism. They disadvantaged black people in various ways according to plan. If you want to get rid of systematic racism, you know who to target. Those who created those laws, or perpetuated them, have to be removed in favor of those who wish to make positive changes. Those who have said racist words or done those actions should be called out. 
You don't tear down the agricultural system to get rid of slavery. If there is systemic racism, however, the entire system must be removed, according to its detractors. Policing does not exist to be racist, despite what some might claim, but if you claim that it has systemic racism, you are freed from having to point to any one or any standard operating procedure as the problem. You may instead consider anything and anyone related to the system to be part of the problem. A problem, as I said, you don't need to define. Are there racists among police? Given how many of them there are, undoubtedly yes. But instead of dealing with those within the system that are racist, claiming systemic racism means you can punish or re-educate or defund all of them. Or at the extreme end, shoot them where they are, cheer that, and then block the entrance of the emergency room to try to keep them from getting help. That particular area of L.A. must be teeming with extremists. Hmm. Claiming systemic racism also means you can say that all white people are racist without having to prove that anyone has done anything to deserve that label. I'm old enough to remember when making a blanket statement about a particular race was the very definition of racism. Frank describes another problem with this type of thinking. There are people who have done racist things or had racist thoughts, but if you tell them that all whites are racist, then their particular words and actions and ideas don't seem that bad. Hey, everyone does it, so they must all be like me. I must not be that bad after all. Watering down the definition of racism doesn't do anything to help get rid of it. Speaking of not helping get rid of racism, neither does burning down minority communities help stop it. Though polls suggest that it does create new Trump voters. In the meantime, there are peaceful protests going on all over, and they are getting results. There's a Wikipedia page dedicated just to a list of police reform legislation related to the George Floyd incident. It's quite a long list. There are also bills that were introduced over the Breonna Taylor shooting. Things are indeed changing. You may or may not agree with the specifics of some of these initiatives, but the point is that government is taking action. I'm with those peaceful protesters, and what they want done is getting done. As I've said here many times, I think most of America agrees. So, can we stop using this moment of unity to call all white people racists? Is that what the protests are for? Are the peaceful protesters in agreement with the rioters that all cops are bad and should be defunded? If not, then it's the rioters that are controlling the narrative and getting their agenda passed as well. A Gallup poll done last month found that 81% of blacks would like the same or more police presence in their neighborhood. So it sounds like the peaceful protesters need to make more noise, particularly against the rioters. In that respect, I am more on their side than ever. Paul Harvey would say back in the day, 
This day's news of most lasting significance may be this. On Friday evening, Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg died. Her 27 years on that court certainly had a big impact. Her replacement, even if he or she doesn't have her impact, will certainly be significant. Again, this is why I voted for Trump. Imagine if Hillary Clinton had been given the chance to name three justices. Well, now it's your turn. Let me know what you think about these or any other topics. I write back, really. And I want to know what interests you. Write me at considerthisctpodcasting.com or call me at 267-CALL-CT0, 267-225-5280. The pandemic is still with us, and I still have posts at the top of the Facebook page and group asking about what you've learned or enjoyed or missed or lost. Let us know there, and I'll include it here. I'll see you next episode when we'll take some time again to consider this.